Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm your host, Matt. Shelby is still on maternity break, but... This week, we are talking about The Bachelorette, and I thought, who better to have back on the podcast than former guest slash Michael B. Jordan's wife, Hannah Ward, who is also a Bachelorette obsessive who runs a Bachelorette blog, or Bachelor, I guess. Um, So welcome to the show, Hannah. Thanks for having me again. What an intro. Wow. I'm flattered that you call me the most sexiest man alive's wife. (laughs) Well, you were famously, uh, I think, our first guest ever on the show to talk about your experience as an extra in Creed 2. Yes, that I was. It's good to be back. We're still waiting for Creed 3, hoping that that comes eventually, because Michael B. Jordan's supposed to be directing it. Uh, Yes, he is. Nothing better. Um, How have you been? How has life been in quarantine? You know, what have you been up to since we last talked? Yeah, well, I mean, this year has been pretty crazy. I mean, as it has been for everyone, mm-hmm. um, you know, by by day and trade, I am a teacher. So that has been an interesting experience, changing my whole career to online, as most people have in the recent months. But it is not easy to keep 15 second graders paying attention to you on the screen for four (laughs) hours so that's been fun but I mean in the when when COVID hit I went home to my parents in Pennsylvania for two months which was fun and was there with my whole family and that's actually when my friends and I started this bachelor blog so that's something cool that kind of came out of COVID and yeah I've just been teaching from my computer taking walks when I can, ordering lots of takeout, and doing outdoor dining when it was still allowed. But sadly, it is not in Baltimore anymore. (laughs) Aw. I know. (laughs) Gotta support the local economy, though, any way you can. Exactly. That's why when they announced the shutdown a couple weeks ago, it was like a week before Christmas, I made my grocery list of places I wanted to get takeout from every day. I was like, this is where I will eat this day, this day, and this day. And I told myself, even though I probably shouldn't have been out every day of the week, that it was, you know, shop local. I was doing a good thing. But really, I was just being lazy. No, no. It was it was hard for you to eat out all of those days. Now, but was. you made sacrifices and did it for the good of others. I did. And the one day I got takeout, it was during the snowstorm and I had to walk in the sleet. So that was a true <laughs> test of my will. <laughs> That's a real sacrifice. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Braving the elements, much as the Bachelorette contestants this season had to brave, like, 700-degree heat where everyone was just sweating yes. profusely oh, through their gosh. clothing. <laughs> it was bad. They were so sweaty all the time. <laughs> mm. uh, but we'll get into the Bachelorette and the Bachelor and all of Bachelor Nation in a bit. But first, we should get into other pop culture news. So, Hannah, what story would you like to talk about this week? Well, this week, I want to talk about my other reality TV favorites, the Kardashians. Oh, Um, okay. I don't know if this is 100% true, but people are speculating that Chloe is engaged again to Tristan. She's been spotted um, in photos wearing a huge diamond on her 
ring finger. But, you know, I feel like she always does that. So it could just be her playing tricks on us. But I do really want to talk about Kim Kardashian's Christmas outfit. Because <laughs> yes. I was just struck in awe of this get up that she wore i always look forward to their christmas eve post i think it's so fun and they have they usually have a huge party john legend plays piano sia will sing they didn't have any of that this year because you know covid but the fashion was out and ready and kim kardashian dressed up as a ninja turtle for christmas it seems or the hulk with her weird six-pack ab green shiny armor top and her flowy satin skirt which kind of looks like a beach cover-up to me and then the weird eggplant earrings I just it's that image is burned forever in my mind and so I just needed to talk about it yeah I have it pulled up on my phone right now just to like really go into it in depth and yeah it's some kind of like plastic bodice that does look like you would buy it uh it like Halloween, uh, what's the what Halloween city? Halloween party? What's the what's the um, Halloween store? Ha- Spirit oh Halloween. Spirit yes, Halloween. Spirit Halloween. It looks like uh, like the plastic sort of shell you would wear in your Hulk yes. costume. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, there's like this green velvet bottom thing. She has a long like rope braid that goes down to her, her knees. Yeah, and then these earrings that are massive they're like almost the size of her head they sort of look like eggplants yep. it's just i don't it's know what lot. the choice was here her instagram caption is merry christmas from the grinch so is that oh. what she was going for some kind of like grinch themed look i can see it with the green but everything else screams the hulk so are there maybe what? she's gonna do a collaboration and make a grinch hulk makeup line now i'm looking at the other outfits that the other the, people it's are not wearing. really it's good like, either <laughs> like none of them are matching it's like kendall jenner has uh like a leopard pants uh-huh. and then some kind of like tube top slash shawl that looks like an old tablecloth and there's like some doily lace hanging out outfit. of it Oh, what was her first outfit? Kendall also wore no pants, like basically just tights. And then, I mean, they were like really kind of like a bodysuit, it looked like. And then this black and gold sparkle poof top. So she kind of looked like a present. And she posed like sitting under a tree for a picture. So I guess that was kind of her goal. Chris wore kind of like a bed sheet with a bodice. I guess that's in. And... I mean, the only one that really looked fashionable was Kylie in her first look, this like red form fitting dress. And I was like, that's festive and pretty. But the others, they're probably going to be on the fashion police pages of Us Weekly. Yes. Yeah. Chris Jenner, especially. It looks like she's sort of uh, like maybe skydived in in a parachute Ooh. and then strapped the bodice <laughs> over top of the parachute and was like, this is the dress. I think you're on to something. She probably made a grand entrance from the sky. When you have family Christmas at 8 p.m., but skydiving at 6 p.m. I'm also just always uh, shocked by how short Kim Kardashian is. Because I'm looking at these pictures on her page, and it's like her children are almost taller than she is. And her, I mean, how old is North? Like, 
I think North is six. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a tr- I'm not a great fan. I don't know her age off the top. Okay, of my we're head. googling Northwest age, and of course, if I Google Northwest, she's seven. Oh, okay, and almost taller than her mother. So that good tells for you her. Good for her. Superhuman. Okay, well, we'll have to stay tuned. See what they wear next year. Maybe um, Kim will go as Cindy Lou Who or some other character from The Grinch. Uh, the story that I wanted to talk about was Ariana Grande's recent engagement to oh, yes. the mysterious luxury real estate agent, Dalton Gomez. Have you been mm. following this story at all? I have a little bit. I saw the ring. It's interesting. Yes. It's like a, it's, the ring is like diamond, but then there's a pearl and they're sort of mm-hmm. next to each other. Were you into it or no? It's not my favorite which is my polite way of saying, no, I don't like it. <laughs> um, I, I felt like the diamond looks like it's kind of like falling off the ring. It's like this, the setting is weird to me. And I, that I think took me aback. But then my little sister's friend got engaged over the holidays and her ring also was an offset diamond. So maybe that is a trend that I am just not aware of. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of like an asymmetrical kind of thing where the diamond is like cockeyed and then sort of next to the pearl. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's not Yeah, it's very like found jewel or something maybe. Um <laughs> I don't it's not again a trend that I know anything about, but also I haven't really been following engagement ring trends too closely as of late. <laughs> so perhaps it is i guess it is i'm just out of the loop now that i feel like you know there's no more ring by spring so as adults so now i'm out of the engagement ring game (laughs) i will say this though that i had so many friends slash acquaintances get engaged over christmas and i guess i'd like always know that this is happening but it comes as a shock to me every single year and i don't know if this year it was more or there was just like less going on in social media so it seemed like more yeah but i was like who are all of these people the other thing that i find eternally shocking is like a friend that you know or used to know gets engaged to someone who you have never seen before and you're like where did like where is where did this person come from? i didn't even know you were dating somebody and now you're engaged to this person like how fast did this relationship go that's kind of how i feel about ariana grande well yes <laughs> i mean I, we're uh, not really friends or anything but <laughs> well don't tell yourself short hannah i i did an in-depth dive into this relationship and I guess, so Dalton Gomez is a luxury real estate agent. There's not very much else known about him aside from that. I guess that they must have come in contact with each other when she was, like, buying a house or something. Like, I don't know. But the weird thing for me is, like, okay, he's a luxury real estate agent. Great. There's a million of those in Los Angeles. But he's only 25 or 26. We do not know for certain. Mm -hmm. And she's 27. And that feels very young to be a luxury real estate agent. Like, how does one get that job? so young i didn't know if maybe it was like a nepotism thing but i couldn't really find anything so i don't know did you have any insights on this i no i didn't find out anything about him i literally all i know about him is that he is a real estate agent and that they that he was in her music video with justin bieber that is the extent of my knowledge (laughs) yes but i mean yeah that's pretty young to be that successful as a real estate agent. Maybe he knows the people from Selling Sunset. 
Well, I was like, maybe he's somebody's assistant or something. And oh. Ariana was like, oh, this person's cute. And now they're sort of billing him as an actual agent when really he just worked there. That, um, that's more plausible. <laughs> they were first spotted on February 11th, pre-COVID at Bar Louie, which I also was like, oh, Bar Louis? Ariana like Grande's the, hanging the chain out. restaurant? <laughs> yes, at Bar Louie. Okay. <laughs> I oh, used to hang out at that. Bar Louie with my friends who worked at H&M. So that tells you the class of people that hangs out High at Bar class. Louie. Mm-hmm. I went there on a, um, I went there once with a friend for like a goodbye to summer dinner. And I did think it was kind of fancy. We had this bruschetta and like a cocktail glass that was five times larger than a regular cocktail glass. And I was like, this is high class. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bar Louie loves a, like a fancy appetizer to go along with your fancy drinks. Mm-hmm. So then she was in this video, the Stuck With You video that came out on May 8th. And that was sort of like the confirmation of this relationship. Right. Um, supposedly her new album Positions is written mostly about him and is a very horny album. So my guess is that they were just like banging each other for the entirety of covid quarantine yeah and yeah and now then they got engaged on december 20th and i don't know i do you think that this is a relationship that will make it to the altar because she was engaged to pete davidson and that did not last Uh, but he was much more famous than dalton gomez than dalton right um you know it's hard to say i'm hoping that they do but i've i've seen some covid relationships really work out but i've seen some that just crash and burn so I'm I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go positive and say, go, Ari, get married to Dalton. You can do it. Another piece of, I think, ill-fated publicity is that for whatever reason, the magazines decided that their couple name was going to be Grago, like Grande and Gomez put together. No, that's but terrible. it was also released just a couple weeks ago that Baby Yoda's real name is Grogu. And uh-huh. Grogu Gaga, Grago, like they're just too similar. So I think yeah. I think we need a rebrand on Ariana and Dalton. Maybe like Daria. Dariana. <laughs> or Aralton or something. Aralton. I like that. That's, let's go with that. Um, ranking Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez and then the two couples from this season of The Bachelorette, who do you think lasts the longest? Tasha and Zach. Okay. And then who? Ariana or Claire and Dale? I, oh, these are hard questions. You know, there's a lot of stake in the game. Not really, but. <laughs> well, you are a famous bachelorette prognosticator. So if I you get think... this wrong, <laughs> here for the right Riesling, your oh, Instagram page for may lose followers. I think I, I have a weird feeling that Claire and Dale are like going to make it work. So I think I would put Ariana and Dalton at the end. And last? Oh my gosh. That's Which is really... just me being like I totally buy into these stupid Bachelor shows and I know that they don't really work. Like their track record is terrible. But every season I'm like I think this one's really gonna stick and then it doesn't really. So I'll probably be shocked in like a year when none of these are actually relationships. But... Who knows? Uh, well, you, you know, they say over and over again that the Bachelorette, you know, you just got to you just got to show up and you have uh-huh. to believe in the process and you'll find true love at the end. And that's just how it works. It is. And we got to see that two times this season. What a gift. 
during yes. COVID. <laughs> so we're talking about the 16th season of The Bachelorette, which was originally billed as the Claire Crawley season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back before COVID started. They announced that she would be the next Bachelorette. She's 39, so she was going to be the old Bachelor, like the oldest Bachelorette. They got all of the men involved. I guess they were preparing to shoot and COVID happened. So everybody is stuck away at quarantine. And instead of doing the typical bachelor season, they come back, they shoot it in August, but they're all on this La Quinta resort in California. They're not traveling the globe. They're not going to people's hometowns. They're just locked on this uh, resort campus for the entirety of the season. Were you excited when they announced that Claire was going to be the bachelorette? Because I haven't seen her original season, but you are, you know, hooked into the to the culture of the bachelor. I, I was really surprised because we haven't seen her in such a long time. I mean, she was on Juan Pablo season of the bachelor, which aired, Oh gosh, I think like six years ago, seven years ago. And then she was on paradise a few times. And then she was on that show bachelor winter games when we had the winter Olympics and she actually got engaged at the end of that, to Benoit, this man from Canada. They completely forgot to mention that at all in her clip montage of her journey yes. on the Bachelor franchise, but that did happen. <laughs> okay. And then, I mean, now, a couple years later, it's clear. I was so surprised. Um, I was excited, though, because I thought it would be cool to see someone who was older being the bachelorette and also like what men would that bring in and then i mean this is already skipping to the next season of the bachelor but when i saw that matt james was on the original cast i was like i'm in for this i want to see what he's like on tv but i mean i'm jumping the gun but as we know he was he decided or i don't know if he decided but they made him the bachelor and he didn't even go on claire's season but I was still excited to see it because it had been a long time without Bachelor content besides the Listen to Your Heart show, which was kind of a a train wreck, but, you know. Yes. And you needed something for the blog, of course. So Right. We started the blog. We had to cover the spinoff show. And then we were like, we need new content. So <laughs> honestly, I was so excited when it finally started. And I got to tell you, this season did not disappoint. It was... It was fun to watch, so yeah. Oh yeah, I loved this season. I I oh, only I'm so watched. Glad to hear that because you had a terrible introduction <laughs> to the Bachelor franchise. I know. I watched last season uh, with Pilot Pete. You can go listen to that episode where I just complain about it with Shelby. Uh, but yeah, he was so. Like, I felt like all of the girls were bad. He was bad. Like, there was no one likable. It was just drama, drama, drama. But, like, it seemed so low stakes to me just because I could tell that nothing was going to happen from it. Like, you just didn't like anybody. And you were like, the moment this is done, none of these people are speaking to each other after this. (laughs) Where with this season... You know, we'd heard all of these rumors about how, like, oh, Claire found love really quickly. Then they had to bring yeah. Tasha as a second bachelor. I was like, okay, well, that is like a drama that hopefully is good. And I had never seen Claire or Tasha before, but especially Tasha, I thought was a really great bachelorette. I really enjoyed watching her. I really liked the guys that she had, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And I must say that 
Claire, I found annoying and I was sort of like why would they bring this woman on the show yeah. she doesn't seem like that much fun to watch but she was so deranged for the four episodes <laughs> she was on there that I was like okay you know what if she's only going to be here for four episodes and just causing mass chaos like I will watch this and she yeah. was just getting rid of people left and right for like weird reasons she was not mm-hmm. following the rules she was getting into fights with people so I was I was sort of uh all there for this season. I showed up to this season over up. and over and, and over that's again. All Claire wants. I know for you to show up. I think that's another thing that made me excited about this season was that like we heard these spoilers as they're filming, like Claire's left, and then obviously I follow so many Bachelor Instagram accounts, and sometimes I hate how much I know about all of this, and I'm like, what? I mean, I probably could put more important information in my head, but this is fun, so I'm going to do it. And they would release these pictures of, like, Hannah Ann from Peter's season on a golf cart at La Quinta, and then you would see Tasha and another old bachelor at Becca, and, like, there was no information. It was just like, what's going on at the resort? So I think there was so much buildup for how was this going to unfold, and it was good marketing on their point, on their part, because... I was hooked. <laughs> I mean, was that like, were they just doing that to throw the press off, like bringing these extra people? Obviously, they had a bunch of former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants on here to host various dates and things. But like Hannah Ann wasn't there at all that I saw. Was she, she wasn't. like, yeah, was she I- in the talks to maybe be the Tasha or like be the replacement for Claire? But then they picked Tasha instead. I don't know. I There was never any information on that. She was just spotted like on a golf cart, wheeling around the resort. So I wonder if maybe they brought Taisha in, and then we're like, oh, if Taisha tests positive for COVID, then we'll bring Hannah Ann in. Like, maybe uh-huh. she was third choice. This is, I'm making this all up. I don't know if that's actually true, but I feel like that would be a, a game plan that they might have. Which I'm so glad it worked out because I loved Tasha. I thought she was one of, if not the best bachelorettes we've ever had. So Hannah Ann would have been wild because she <laughs> is like a sociopath. Like she had, oh, there is yeah. nothing behind those eyes. She is just a <laughs> robot. She has been doing a lot of like baking tutorials now. So maybe she would have had some cooking tips, but that's about it. I also thought she was dating Mason Rudolph, who plays for or he's like third string on the Steelers for quarterback or he was last season I don't know if he still is but when you said Mason Rudolph I was like isn't that the yodeling kid and then I was like no that's Mason Ramsey from Walmart but can you imagine (laughs) Hannah Ann and the Walmart yodeler that's the couple I want to see in 2021 get that on our tv (laughs) yes honestly would i watch the the version of the bachelor with the yodel kid as the bachelor in like five years when he you know becomes of age yeah 100 percent. absolutely that's a yodel for love or something Mm -hmm. oh the the ads they could do yeah that was another thing i loved which i mean it's so corny but when for all of Claire's marketing, they would be like, she just wants clarity. And they would like <laughs> spell her name out. And I was like, oh, this is killing me. Well, okay. I have a question though. So in 
the marketing for the Claire season, like the poster that they used was like her with a rose. And then like in the foreground of the picture is a man's foot putting on a Uh sock. And I was like, is this a reference to something? Like uh, what's going on with the sock? Do you have any ideas? So I read on some sites that it was a reference to the graduate. But because, like, Claire's older. Oh, because she's old. Oh, like a Mrs. Robinson kind of thing. Uh Interesting. And then people were like, is that Dale's foot in the picture? (laughs) Because it looks like his skin tone. And we're, I don't know. People, you know, Reddit, Bachelor Reddit is highly entertaining. Like, if you need something to read that's funny, go there. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's talk about Claire then and Dale and this relationship that we see in the first four episodes. Because Claire, you know, it it begins like any other season of The Bachelorette. She gets there. She's talking about the things she wants. We, Uh all of these different men roll up in the limousines, like one after another. Can't remember a single one of them or what happens. Um, But very quickly, even when I think Dale gets out of the limousine, they have like this connection. And Claire is sort of like, oh my gosh, I think that may be my husband. And you're like, what are you? I mean, one, it's The Bachelor. So truly everyone is speaking deranged. But you're like, even in this setting, it seems like a lot. And then she's going on these various dates. She's not even going on -on one-on-one dates, just like group dates that Dale is at. And she just seems like so transfixed by him that nothing else is like penetrating her mind at all. She was laser focused. Like, yeah, the second well, when he walked away from his limo entrance, which side note, I thought was hilarious that they still did the limos because like they just came from like another side of the resort. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, and yeah, when he walked away and yeah, she said, I think, oh my God, I, I knew it. I think I just met my husband. And Chris Harrison is like, what? Like you you could see the shock even in Chris's eyes, which I feel like it takes a lot to shock Chris Harrison because he's seen a lot of things on this show. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, none of the guys I feel like really even stood a chance. There was that one guy that she went on a one-on-one date with, like her first one-on-one. I can't remember his name. Was it the one with Jason where he, they were yes, like, like, draw, like, write therapy. your deepest fears or whatever yeah. on these whiteboards and we're going to be mm-hmm. vulnerable and then like throw them on the rocks. And yes. he was fully invested in that. And th- and he's the one who was like, I can't continue with Taisha. I'm still yep. too in love with Claire. And it was like, you are based yeah. on what? <laughs> because she made him do therapy, basically. I feel like he, she I feel like that whole date was. Yeah. Like you said, like, tell me your deepest secrets and he acted like he was gonna confess that he like killed somebody the way he was so nervous and i was which that's not i don't even remember what he said it wasn't that shocking i guess but like we'll we'll get into this more i feel like as we go on but i guess i did not realize that when they are casting these people like Mm -hmm. one of the big draws of getting someone is like past trauma yeah like that is something that literally every single contestant has every episode there's some moment where it's like tell me something about you and it's not like a normal person past it's like some very large like traumatic experience that they went through and by sharing that that's like how they feel connections to each other Mm -hmm. uh is has this always been the case is this usually the case that they like purposely get these people with really like torn up pasts yeah, I feel like it always is like 
especially with the one-on-one time or even during the group dates, like in the past, it's always been like, I have something that I really need to share with the lead. And they always do have, there's typically a lot of people who do have a lot of trauma in their past or just like these really serious things that have happened to them. And they're, I mean, and they'll say them to the lead and they're like, this is the first time I'm really talking about this. And I'm like, you chose now on a national television show to be the first time you talk about this. It is, that is pretty typical. I think this season they showed it a lot more or maybe like, maybe because the men were a little bit older, they had more life experience. So they had more to talk about, but I mean, it in the past, this has happened before where it's like someone in the past, there's been people who have been sexually assaulted and talk about it or like have you like the broken family um like that kind of stuff is always yeah but I it is so fascinating that's like all right I will share my deepest trauma and now I know I'm in love well and and then you feel so bad for these guys because you're like well and for the bachelorettes too because like now you have this relationship where this guy has put all of this on you and you Uh have to like then get rid of them a couple of days later and be like well it's not because of that but also like maybe it is i don't know yeah oh so dicey so that's why i feel like jason was just so torn up about it because he had this weird traumatic experience to talk about and i guess the other thing is because they're older yeah it's like in the last season like what was hannah ann's trauma she's like 21 whereas some of these people are in their like mid to late 30s so they have a lot more life that they can draw on for these conversations but yeah claire and dale (laughs) yeah claire and dale true love but an interesting thing about claire and dale is claire seems like so focused on this there's a Mm -hmm. couple of other like spats of drama that take place but mostly it's just their relationship and then in episode four claire's basically like i want to leave i want to just marry dale i don't want to deal with the rest of these people And Dale was like, okay, sure, that's fine with me. And so then they just go off. But the interesting part to me was that Claire tells Chris Harrison that she was stalking him on Instagram all of the months that they were in quarantine. And so it's like she came into this experience basically already in love with somebody who she hadn't met and supposedly hadn't talked to, but who she had been following on Instagram for a long time. Do you think that they had had communication and they're just like refusing to say it? Or do you think that... They, she truly was just had a crush on him. I really think she just had a crush on him and like looked at his social media and was like, I like what he's putting out there. And as someone who has fallen victim to the Instagram, like, oh my gosh, this person mm-hmm. is amazing. Like I, I can see how you not be in love with someone, but I guess have a crush on someone. Right. But then for her to like literally decide she wants to marry someone after three like it was like 10 days literally 10 days that is something that i don't understand at all well the crazy thing is like that uh chris harrison's like okay well claire and dale you can go off together and i think like okay they're just gonna leave and like go date and whatever they don't want to be uh involved with the rest of these people because at this point there's still like 20 some guys left. but no chris is like dale you gotta propose to claire like that's how this is ending (laughs) even though you've only had one day together Uh uh-huh chris cool your jets my gosh he he called up neil lane they got that diamond ring which are those free? Like, does yes? You, how like, does you that work? Have to um, after the show ends, you have to stay in your relationship for two years. 
for you to keep the ring. So, but if you break up before that, you have to give it back. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So if you were ever on the show and got proposed to, you would be like, okay, I got to stay with this person for two years and then I can get the big old nice chunk of change from this exactly. ring afterwards. Yeah. That's why, that's why you do it. <laughs> well, well, that's for the wrong reasons, Hannah. You can't be there for the I know, wrong reasons. I can't be there reasons. for the wrong reasons. Everyone's there for the right reasons. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> I mean, do we, uh, do we think that Dale and... Cl- well, the other thing is like, okay, getting engaged basically means nothing. Because it's not legally binding in any way, shape, right. or form. So it's like, you can propose to anyone, and then if you decide you want to break it up in a year, that's fine. As right. long as you don't get married. And I feel like none of these people... I feel like the Bachelorette contestants know, like, okay, you get engaged, and you can be engaged for 15 years if you want to before you have Mm -hmm. to get married. So, like, just get engaged to whoever, and we'll just play it out from there. Yeah, and you'll work it out. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, Dale and Claire head off into the sunset, and then we get in Taisha, and there's, like, I don't know. 20 some guys left they bring in Mm -hmm. some extra new guys just for Tasha. where did they find these extra people do you have any insight on this yeah so those guys were originally on the maybe they'll be casted on claire's season list so like back in the when was it like back in february or march i think there was a list of like 40 guys that might we might see on Claire's season and they had to have extras because if someone got to the resort and tested positive for COVID, then obviously like they couldn't be part of it. So Mm -hmm. I think that those men were already had already gone through the whole process of being vetted to get on the show because it's like a, a long process. So they didn't just like randomly find them. I think they had them stashed away. And then do you think that they picked them because they thought they would have some connection to Taisha or they were just like, we just need some more warm bodies in here? <laughs> I w- I'm going to go with the bodies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Although Noah and her seemed to hit it off for a little bit. So eh, who knows? <laughs> that was a wild relationship. Noah, Noah and Bennett. I mean, let's just talk about that now. Noah oh was like th- this like dirty 25-year-old nurse with a gross mustache. Bennett mm-hmm. was like the douchiest uh, Wall Street like frat bro. Went to Harvard. Yes, went to Harvard wearing his like weird scarves around. Mm-hmm. And for In whatever... the 90-degree heat. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> and for whatever reason, they just hated each other. And that became yeah. a rivalry that sort of lasted through a lot of this season where then they go on the two-on-one date. Tasha gets rid of Bennett. Bennett comes back. Yes. Uh, eventually, Tasha gets rid of them. I think on the same night. Finally, but she like, does yeah, savage, love it. But this was just like, like, do you feel like either of these people were actually there at all to attempt to win the Bachelorette, or do you think that they were both just there for like social media and TV purposes? Because I feel like they were both acting like wild people <laughs> and. I was like, this cannot, like, neither of them can think that they have a chance at winning. Like, at one point, Bennett tells her that he loves her, and it's like, based on what? Like, this is just manipulation to get more screen time. That was my thought. No, I hated when he came back and was like, I just had to tell you that I'm in love with you. And I was like, what? I don't even think they had a one-on-one date. So No! 
I'm I was kind of just like, oh, okay. But yeah, I think I mean, I like to think that I feel like most of these people go on this show to be like, you know what? Maybe I'll get a relationship out of this, but if not, like the other perks of it are good, right? So I feel like when you go on these shows, you kind of have to make yourself a character because if you're especially like early on, it's hard for the lead, except for Claire, obviously, um, to like yes. make a deep connection right away. So I feel like the producers do kind of influence the lead's decisions early on. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like Bennett really leaned in <laughs> to his character of like, I went to Harvard and I'm sophisticated and I'm smart. And Noah, I feel like was just kind of there to have a good time. Like, He's been travel nursing during a pandemic. He needed a vacation. This seems like an ideal situation, honestly. (laughs) Well, do you know how much say the producers have in some of these situations? Because I feel like in this season and on last season, you had these kind of chaotic personalities who didn't seem to have that much of a connection with the lead, who just were like hanging around forever. They were getting rid of all of these seemingly viable, halfway decent, like normal people and keeping these forces of evil on the show (laughs) and i'm like does like do they tell taisha at the beginning like okay you can have like four or five people that you like definitely want to keep on who are the ones that you're having a connection with and then we sort of need you to keep on Bennett and Ed and Chasen and and some of these people who we know are not going to win, but are going to make good TV for these group dates where in between these snoozy one-on-ones with people you actually like. (laughs) I feel like they do. I, I I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like they have to in some way because you look like you're watching it play out and you're like, really this like you're gonna choose noah or bennett over like damar or dr joe like that just yes. seems like a weird choice to me but I, I don't know for sure i watched like the whole half second half of this season over the past week um oh my gosh that's so much oh my TV. yes it's so much and the, all the episodes are two hours i honestly hate this show so much because the episodes are all two hours i'm like why this is not necessary like just make the season longer or something like i hate that they're all this long and then when they hit you with the double header on oh my gosh yes (laughs) or last season i think there was a three hour episode i was just like no like there's not there's not enough interesting stuff going on in some of these that we need them to be this long especially this season where you weren't even traveling places You know, the dates were so stupid and we can get to those in a second, but just like they were so dumb that I felt like we did not need that time at all to cover that material. But yeah, I was like, what are the producers saying? And I was watching it with my family was popping in and out for various episodes. And their main Mm -hmm. thing was that they hated Bennett. And I was like, oh, Bennett came back. And they're like, how can he come back? I thought she got rid of him. And I was like, the producers do not care on this show. Anybody who wants to come back who is interesting, they will let come back. They will let do whatever they want to wreak havoc. Like if all of the past contestants wants to show up and strip nude at a rose ceremony (laughs) and like, you know, I don't know, tack someone they are all in he for would it. do that yes this is true the producers are they work really hard i mean like 
Yeah. I mean, you're obviously going to let Bennett come back. He gave us so many good one-liners this season during his feud with Noah, which they really did drag out. I think because this season there were a lot of high-quality guys, so they're like, we have to capitalize on this, this, just this pair, because usually there's way more drama. But, like, when Bennett was saying, I forget what date it was, where he's like, I'm not on the babysitter, I'm on the bachelorette. Oh, yes. Or, I'm, I'm here for Tasha, not to breastfeed Noah. I'm like, <laughs> who says this? <laughs> like, this is crazy. They're like, he's staying until the very end. I'm surprised they didn't bring him back a third time at the final row. Right? Yeah. That's what my... So I was watching the finale this past week when I was home for Christmas. And that's what my family said. Anytime there was like a knock or they would have some type of like, I don't know, surprise. They'd be like, it's Bennett, isn't it? Or like, yeah, it was... But sadly, Bennett did not get his third try at love. Well, I mean, you know he's going to be back on some he's gonna sequel be on version of something. For sure. Yes, he's a great he will character. Be there. Um, well, let's talk about the fact that this was set all in this La Quinta, La Quinta yes, uh, suites or whatever, La Quinta in La Quinta, whatever it is, out in California, yep, because that Palm meant that Springs. that all of the dates had to be within the campus of this resort. Mm-hmm. So. You're where usually, you know, it's like, oh, we're in Peru. We're going to go hang gliding or whatever. You basically had to put all of the dates on campus. So you got some sort of mildly entertaining dates. Like there was a strip dodgeball game. Um, But then there was some that were just so low budget. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Which which were your like favorite bad dates of the season? Um, I think. Okay, well, I have two. The first one was the the grown ass man contest where they had Ashley I and Jared who met on Paradise come in and host that competition where the men had to like answer elementary school questions and Bennett got every single one. Oh wrong. yes. It was and like Damar are you smarter than like, a fifth grader or whatever? <laughs> yeah. And Damar's like, My Arizona State degree seems to have taken me further than Bennett's Harvard one. Um, And then they did the, I think there was some physical competition for that one. And Bennett had to sit out from an old football injury. Yes. And then they did the breakfast in bed challenge. Um, Oh yeah. And that's when like, at some point during that time too, Ed had some baby and like, Yes, I don't know. There's a lot of, that was the Ed and Ed's Jason baby. thing. Like, the, yes, you have chicken legs and like all. I'm like, I this is well because then Ed had like Ed also had some kind of injury and couldn't compete in yes, the in wrestling the, date, which wrestling. is why Noah got in on that, and that's where the Noah Bennett feud yeah. started. So thank you, Ed, for your injury. Um, but yeah, I thought that date was funny, and then at the end, like Bennett winning the grown ass man contest and carrying around his diploma. Like it was his yes. one from Harvard. Like he was so proud. There was a, so many art challenges this year. I, that like, was there, my other there, favorite one. The art. Yeah. <laughs> there was like music. There was, you had to write a song. You had, oh, there was yeah, the, the where you had to write like a poem. There was the thing where they had to like do sculpting or whatever. Right. And, and oh, freaking I mean, what's his face. Blake made Tasha a did penis. Yes, oh. Secantasia did the body painting. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I think my favorite one was the love languages oh, group yeah. date with Claire, where one of them was like <laughs> gift giving, and everyone had to run back to their 
hotel room and find some object to then give Claire. And it was like, this is a sock because I love this sock and I want you to also wear a sock. It was like, this is so stupid. Like, how is this on my television? And Dale had dog perfume for her. Yes. Somebody who, and, and here's the other thing that I hate about this show is that Early on, I don't know who anybody is. So, like, I remember things that happened, but I don't know which person did it. So, it's like, (laughs) I remember that somebody gave her a chess piece and was talking a lot about chess. But then, but then it's like that never came up again for him, did it? Um, I'm trying to think if he really talked about it with Tasha. I, I knew, well, okay, I knew he was a chess player because i wrote a blog post about all of the men's bios and that was in his bio but that's okay. honestly the only reason that i remember that but it honestly took me until probably Tasha's second episode to remember who everyone was because i feel like they used to put the men's names under them when they talked more and like this season they didn't do that as much and i was like i don't know who any of these people are and some of them like that man who wore a straight jacket on the limo. Entrance. Oh yes, like, I, could I forgot not tell about you him. His name if you tried, if you offered me a hundred dollars, I couldn't tell you his name. So. I also thought that, and maybe this is just because of the Claire versus Tasha thing, but like there were a lot of guys who seemed fairly prominent on the Claire episodes yeah. who then sort of just like disappeared in the Tasha episodes, or people who like like Ivan or Brendan who really weren't at all in the Claire episodes who then showed up in the Tasha ones. Yeah. So I was a little thrown off for a while as to like who I thought the front runners were because there were people who got so much airtime in the Claire episodes that I assumed that they had to be more successful. And then they sort of just disappeared in the back yeah. half of the season. Goodbye to them. Like there was that whole Ed Chasen episode, which was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And yeah. then it was like, never shall we mention these two again. Right. Other than the fact that Ed showed up at Chris Harrison's oh my gosh, room. <laughs> and I was like, this producer had to have gold. been staged. I was like, the producers had to have pointed him to Chris Harrison's room, right? They definitely did. A hundred percent. That is another example of the producers just doing some hard work to give us good TV. I thought that was hilarious when, oh my gosh. And it was... Him and Chris seem to have such an awkward little encounter. Like they just kind of sat there. Well, and Chris Ed- was like, "Was like, I know what is going to make good television." He was like, "I'm not giving yeah. this man anything. Like he's just going to sit here and it's going to be so awkward." And Ed is so weird, anyways, that it just like worked. Ed stuck around a lot longer than I expected. There was honestly well. a lot of people who stuck around a lot longer oh, than true. I expected. <laughs> um, like Blake, gross, pervy Blake oh, was there yes. forever. His art was interesting. I mean, Ben's art too. I thought that like when he's like, I'm going to be real and vulnerable. And then he legitimately just got naked. And I was like, I don't think that's what she meant. But okay, I- let's talk about let's talk about the guys. And if they were like who we liked, who we didn't like, if they were good for Tisha. Okay. Uh, at, fir- at first, I sort of liked Ben. Like, I thought he was interesting. But 
okay, here's another thing. So I saw random bits and pieces of things on social media sort of out of context before I watched the season. And mm-hmm. so I saw all of these posts on Instagram and Twitter a couple weeks back that were like, robbed Ben, like so great. Can't believe they got rid of him. Like he's going to be the next Bachelor. He's so amazing, whatever. So I'm watching this season like, expecting to love Ben and thinking he's so great and like robbed. And we are getting down to the, well, and we get to that date where he's like, I'm going to strip naked. And I was like, this person is weird. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know what's going on with him. And then he just kept confessing all of this stuff to, to Tasha, Uh And he seen, it just seemed like he hadn't processed everything very well. And like, just wasn't in a good place for, the relationship yeah. i don't know i just i really did like him and i felt bad for him and i felt like he seemed nice but i did not think that he was the right person for Tasha, especially when at that point you had uh zach ivan and brendan all left who right. seemed like wonderful like well-adjusted human beings who got along very well with her yeah i think ben is really nice but like you said i feel like I don't know. Him and Tasha just never really seemed like the match for me, which I mean, uh, they weren't, but like, yeah, he, and he's gone through so much. Um, you know, he shared about his eating disorder and his suicide attempts. And like, that was another thing that I was just blown away by that. He was like, I haven't really talked about this. And I was just like shook that he was doing that on like a national TV show. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very bold and brave so i like good for him but also i mean his one suicide attempt i think was just last year and like i feel like and i mean i think he said this too like he just does suppress things a lot and like he has to grow in that area so i think like i I was shocked that he was in the final two i mean it was a little bit i think producer magic on that end but I was surprised. Yeah. Well, because it gets down to the final four and they all go on these hometown visits, which were not hometown visits. They just in town. Yes. They had these very creepy, weird like dates that honestly, Tasha deserves an Oscar for making these things look even remotely fun because they were the stupidest (laughs) things. Like when her and Brendan were at the like county fair or whatever, I was like, all of these games are dumb and you could do them all in five minutes. And the fact that she has made this look like an enchanting, like enjoyable afternoon and got them the amount of footage that they needed to fill that segment was incredible. (laughs) Like, this woman deserves an award, please. She's top notch, top notch. <laughs> and she just seems so engaged with everybody. Like even the yeah. people who you could tell like she really wasn't engaged with, she seemed engaged with. She really and she tried. seemed very natural and yeah. like fun. All of the sort of weird like setups that they had to run through and like, oh, I'm yeah. you're gonna have coffee with this bachelorette. You're gonna do this with this other person. Like yep. it all she seemed so natural in all of it and didn't seem stunted. Where like Claire and Peter both, I feel like felt like non people, like felt like robots in some right. of the it scenarios. It was such a it was such a nice change to go from like I mean, Claire in the beginning. Do you remember her first group date when she or it was during the uh, love languages one, and at the group date when he when she was like, "Oh, now we're gonna do quality time," and like no one told the guys, you know, like now is oh, your yes. chance to like ask to hang out, and she like reamed them out. Yes, and then and 
that was cringy to me but um because i i think they were genuinely confused but yes uh, you know um but then taisha like before she would give out every group rose i feel like she went around the circle and would say something nice about each man yeah and i was like i see you with those words of affirmation taisha like that was i was I, yeah, I was just like, she's so nice and she's so fun. And I feel like she's really invested in this. Well, she and was she even nice was with people like, like Riley and, um, yeah. and Ed and Blake, who were all sort of like, what is going on here? And she <laughs> seemed like very sort of engaged when she's with them, even though she was going to get rid of them. Right. But, but to go back to the final four. So it's like, we have Ben Brendan, mm-hmm. Ivan, and Zach, who all seemed like great people. She has great hometown dates with all of them. But yes. she gets rid of Ben because she feels like she's having to do a lot of work and like pull mm-hmm. things out of him and that he's just not in a place where he's ready and the other three are. And I was like, that makes all the sense in the world. Like, I think that he just needs a little bit more time before he's like ready for a yeah. relationship, especially one on this level, uh, like on like TV and rapid yeah. and yeah. And also, can we talk about how his family friend that he brought to hometowns, she, now I'm blanking on her name. Oh, yes. Antonia. Who is that? Yeah, Top Chef or something. She's on Top Chef? She was a famous person? She's famous. (laughs) Yeah. That's so weird. That's his family friend. So I just thought that was an interesting tidbit to throw in (laughs) there. I thought I was very intrigued by who they brought and who they didn't bring because it was like some of them, they brought their parents, some of them they didn't, but someone's parent, maybe it was it Zach. Someone had a dad who was like old and I was like, this person should not have traveled. Like they do not look well, (laughs) like get them off of this COVID, uh, you know, environment. (laughs) I mean, even I think Ivan shared too, that his dad was in his sixties or seventies. Yes. And his mom is younger. Also, before we talk about like the hometown stuff, I have to acknowledge Ivan and Tasha's conversation from their like when he got one on one time with her where they played the lava game. And, you know, that was. Oh, yes. The floor is lava. Mm -hmm. But I loved their conversation about race in America and like how COVID was affecting them. And that was honestly one of the most real conversations I've ever seen on this show. And I think ABC has been feeling the pressure about like diversity and the racial tensions in our country. And like a lot of fans and Bachelor Nation have been pushing for them to confront that. And I loved that they kept that on and like it was such a good conversation. So from that point on, Ivan was always one of my like top. Yes. I agree. I loved that conversation with Ivan. It felt so like real and authentic mm-hmm. and not stagey at all. No. And I feel like it was a good it was a good like bonding moment for them that felt like a bonding moment that you would have with someone in real life that exactly. wasn't one of these like here's my weird trauma bonding moments but was like an actual like person to person like real human bonding right. moment. So yeah, I really liked Ivan too. I feel like Ivan and Brendan, I really liked both of them. They were my favorites throughout the whole, like, Tasha portion of the season. Um, just because they seem like the most normal and put together and, like, chill people to be around. Yeah, I was always rooting for Zach. I, I liked him, too. But also, this is, like, so not a connection really at all. But my best friend from growing up, her roommate is family friends with Zach. And so when I, like, found that out, I was like hometown hero let's go zach 
I've never met him. But. You're sort of the Antonia to Zach. I'm surprised oh, that they exactly. didn't bring I'm you on I'm shocked that there. I didn't get the hometown invite, even though I've never met him in my life. And we're <laughs> connected by like a friend of a friend of a friend. Well, it's like, but Ben, okay, so Ben gets his like sister and this weird family friend. Ivan mm-hmm. got his parents, but then halfway through the date, his brother the comes brother. out and, it, and yeah. it's like, that's a surprise, but nobody else got a surprise. I also uh, like totally knew that was coming because classic Bachelor buildup is like they have someone mention something multiple times and then that thing happens like they did talk about him so much yeah and i was like, like oh, i wish my brother was here and Tasha's like i wish i could meet your brother and i'm like they're gonna bring the brother and then five minutes later bam i was right <laughs> just comes trotting through Can't the door fool me <laughs> So she so she gets rid of Ben. Tasha gets rid of Ben and we get down to the final th- final three and it's fantasy suites. And Brendan is like, I don't think I'm ready for marriage. Right. I'm going to leave, which to me was like, this is the perfect person. Like, clearly he is the best one in the midst because he just seemed so like put together and self-aware and and like aware of what he needed and what she yeah. needed and was just so mature about the whole thing i was like uh brennan you're the best also his turtlenecks were so great like of yeah, all of the outfits, outfits the entire uh season his were fantastic and i feel like he seemed thinner than the other bachelors but then in a couple of the episodes where he, people had their shirts off i was like oh no he's also jacked like everybody yeah. in this show is jack even if they don't look that way but anyways i loved brendan but then that sort of puts her taisha in this weird situation because unbeknownst to us she's also had some kind of conversation with ivan about like religion or something that she's gonna get rid of him for at the end of the next episode so do you have any insights into where that breakdown was because we didn't actually see the conversation (laughs) about religion did we no, we didn't. No. So it was like during their overnight time in that trailer, which, by the way, yes. they did him dirty on the <laughs> overnight. Like Zach gets this whole two floor suite. Ivan's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they talked about religion and how they want to raise their families. And Ivan is agnostic and Tasha's a Christian and she only wants to date a Christian. So, I mean, that obviously didn't work out. I This part, like... I love Ivan, but his exit interview kind of made me not love him as much. Like he was saying, oh, I I thought this was going to be an issue. So like, I didn't really bring it up sooner, which I'm like, that's kind of crappy. Like Mm -hmm. you held on to that. And also, and then he said something like, I don't think he's gonna Like she's going to even end up with anyone. Uh And I Mm -hmm. was like, what bro? Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) So I, my, my Ivan um, adoration kind of died down a little bit after that. But I, I mean, he's still great. I just thought that was a weird moment. It must be weird, though, to be in a relationship with somebody that you feel like is going so well. And right. to and to be like, well, it can't be going as well with other people or I would know or like sense yeah. it in some way. And then to have it actually be going better with somebody else. I guess with Taisha, I understand the situation where you know, they cast the show for Claire and then she comes in and sort of has to like deal with these people who are left over. Right. But the same exact religion issue came up last season with Peter and Maddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if religion is an issue and you know that with the bachelor or a contestant, I don't understand why they just don't only cast people who will like 
work with the lead. So it's like if the lead, I mean, I know yeah. that it's drama and we love the drama, but it also seems like it you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like if the if the lead is a Christian and only wants to date Christians and then you put a bunch of people who aren't Christians on the show, then you know that they're not going to pick any of those people. It's like right. with Peter last year, he like wanted to you know, it's like he sleeps around with all kinds of people. So you and then you put Maddie on the show who's like, "Well, I don't want him to sleep with anybody ever including me until we get married." And it's like, "Well, that doesn't, doesn't fit with up. his like values so clearly this is a relationship that's like doomed for failure which it was uh-huh and peter's that's... mom knew this yes she did we should have listened to barb so brendan and ivan then are both gone yeah ben comes back and i feel like basically the producers were like well shoot if it's not brendan and ivan we have to have somebody else here to make this interesting right. so like let's bring ben back well because i but... think ben came back though before Ivan left. Yes, but at that right? point, Tasha would have already presumably like made up her mind. Yes, yeah. have made that decision, which is why I think she let Ben stay and kissed him, like when he came back, and she was like beating herself up about that, like why did I do that? But I think she knew she was sending Ivan home, and they yes. were like, "We need two people." So right, the producers <laughs> make were it like, work. <laughs> The producers were like, you're keeping Ivan or you're keeping Ben? Like, one of them has got to stay another week because this is a television show. But at that point, I knew full well that Zach was going to win because I was right. like, there's not a chance in hell that she's going to go with Ben, who she just got rid of, and not go with Zach, who has sort of been the front runner in my mind the entire time. He has, yeah. They, I mean, yeah, I feel like they had chemistry straight from the beginning, and I liked their, like, I liked their conversations, too, and... I mean, he shares his story of addiction and how he's now like on the board and works for the recovery center that he went to. And I, I'm a sucker for like a good redemption story. So, well, and I really, the the that. only hiccup that they had along the way was the fact that he was a cheater, and then he revealed oh, yeah. that his cheating was in sixth grade <laughs> at the Bolarama. <laughs> yes, I was like, okay, this is also producer interference. That, yes, because on the preview for that episode, I remember them building it up like they show Tasha like going off and crying, and they yeah they preview the like have you ever cheated on anyone and you know, she says, he says, yes. And it's like, they want you to believe it's this terrible thing. And then, yeah, it's like sixth grade. I was like, this is hilarious. Way to, way to go producers. Like they do these same tricks every season. And I still am sucked in every time. Like, Ooh, what's it going to be? And it's something dumb. Like, because every once in a while it sort of is something like the like when yeah. Riley got the question about his oh, name wrong yeah, and then was... it was and I was like okay whatever blah 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 and then that turned out to be a much bigger thing than they were sort of yeah. hyping it to be so I don't know yeah it's interesting but so she ends up with Zach who proposes to her in the middle of this like desert wasteland setup that they have weird setting and those grasses yes my friend sent me a text she's like i know where the bachelor the bachelorette budget went and it's like she sent me an ad of one of those grasses and i think like one stock is like 45 dollars <laughs> or something or like more than that 
And they had so many of those set up. I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, they must have had a huge budget left over for this season because, That's I mean, what true. did they, they spend money anywhere. on? Like some paint, a couple dodgeballs, like a canvas, rollerblades. It was I like mean, nothing. the New York skyline, though, from Zach's hometown. <laughs> LOL. Also, the pizza and bagels that they had okay, there looked the disgusting. Bagels. Who puts disgusting. gummy worms yes. on a bagel? I was shocked. That that was a choice. I was like, this is disastrous and an affront to my entire city. Like, rude. Yeah, as a as a New Yorker, did you think that the New York-themed date was good or bad? I mean, pizza and bagels is, like, a good way to be like, I'm not in New York, but, like, here in New York foods. But those pizza and bagels look terrible. And I was yeah. like, there have to, like, you were in... What San Diego, Los Angeles, Palm whatever Springs. Palm Springs. I was like, there has to be somewhere here so that has yes, that has a better pizza or a better bagel. And then the fact that the toppings for the bagel were like blueberries and gummy worms. I was like, what is? Yeah, this? that was a weird choice. Do, can you hail a taxi like Tasha and Zach now? You know, honestly, I don't really ever hail taxis because <laughs> I just do Uber or Lyft. But right, I think I, I also I've seen people hail taxis before. And it's very easy to get one because they're looking for you. It's not like right. they want to pick you up because it's more money for them. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like you're trying to get your older sister to drive you to the mall and you have to like <laughs> beg and plead. Like, no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they are engaged. I loved the proposal. That was one of the best bachelor proposals I've ever seen. I, I think this say. whole season, I mean, I've only seen I mean, two this seasons, season has been but I was very into everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I was into all the relations. I was into the final people. I mean, if you remember last season, the final four was like Hannah Ann. What was that girl who was like at the concert with the guy Victoria. that she dated? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, Ugh. wait, who was the Hannah Ann, Maddie, Victoria? Oh, the, was the champagne oh, girl? champagne yes. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Terrible. like none of those were good options. All of those were bad options. And with Tasha, like all four of the final four, I feel like were better than all four of Peter's final four. Yeah, they it, they had such a good selection cast of men. So it was enjoyable to watch. I um, feel like and this I, relationship could last. I, I'm hopeful. And I also loved when they had the little taxi that they went away on, just engaged. Yeah. <laughs> well, the paper taxi, whatever. But I, yeah, I feel like this, I feel like this relationship could work out. I How really come do. they didn't do an after the final rose? Or is that coming? Or I was so, sort of like waiting for it, but then it didn't happen. Yeah, they didn't do it because like Chris Harrison, I think tweeted something about like, because it was so close to the holiday, they didn't want people to travel with COVID. I'm hoping that they do something during Matt's season like maybe they'll do something that per- Matt's season premieres on oh next Monday so may- I'm hoping maybe they'll do something like they did with Claire and Dale even where they just have like a yeah, conversation just the brief little Tasha blip in. Zach. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see I've been <laughs> following them on Instagram to see what they're up to they went to see Tasha's family and then they were in New York for Christmas, and they're there now. Do you sh- should I be watching the new season of The Bachelor? Like, will it be good? Do I need to watch it? I mean, yeah, watch it. I don't, I tried <laughs> to be on that season, so <laughs> 
see who I, who beat me to the TV. <laughs> how many how, did you get through any rounds of casting? Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> I would. Love I also to don't see have any show. interesting backstory or like. So I was a a no go from there. But I mean, I tried. I made like a audition video. It's super embarrassing. So. Well, as someone who's applied for Survivor about 15 times now, I can attest to the fact that, like, yes, all all audition videos are sort of um, an ego blow and the, like, <laughs> most pitiable activity that you can be doing. But at the same time, you know, in our quest to become famous and find I mean, love, of course, I mean, which yeah. is your main reason for being exactly. on The Bachelor. Exactly. You have to do what you have to do. Right. Do you think that there's there's nothing from our college experience that was really traumatic for you that you could talk about in some way? I mean, there has to be something. Otherwise, you have to call up one of the members of your family and tell them that they have to get hit by a car to take <laughs> one for the team. I'll arrange that. No, I think, though, I mean, no, nothing really too... I could maybe play up, like, I planned a Halloween dance and it was so stressful. <laughs> But I it mean, was for charity, <laughs> so I did it anyway. <laughs> it was it was stressful. I can attest to that. But or um, I had to walk to class in negative fifteen degree temperatures, and I still have a frostbite scar on my pinky. You do? That's, no, that's I made that up. But I, oh. I have to like do that for TV. You know? Yes. Um, I mean, that sounded good. I believe it. <laughs> I do have I have juvenile juvenile arthritis. Should I have oh, shared that? Oh, Hannah, that is great. <laughs> that that is that is your key in. And I have a deformed middle finger, so like that is challenging because you you could cry through both of those, and the bachelor yeah. would have to keep you at least another week. I need to rethink this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good season. Matt has never been on the Bachelor before, but he is best friends with Tyler Cameron who was on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. So do we think he'll be better at this or worse at this than someone who has been on before? I, I think it's going to be tough at first, but I feel like he'll figure it out. It seems mm-hmm. like he figured it out from the preview, but I mean, it, it has to be weird to go from nothing to be like the lead <laughs> and date yes. 30 women at once. But I mean, we will see how it unfolds. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole season, I think, was the blooper where um, Claire is like has just met somebody and sort of like sends them off and then is talking in her earpiece like, what is the name of what was that person's name? (laughs) And and they're like, she's she's like, Derek, Garrett, Karen. (laughs) It's like she can't get this guy's name. I was like, this is gold. This is pure because this would be me on this show. Like, who is this again? I mean, yeah, how do you keep all those people straight like i i mean like i i feel like i'm good at memorizing names because usually at the i you know as a teacher i try to memorize all my students names like by the end of the first day Mm -hmm. but sometimes it takes me a whole week um and if i don't see them every day for six hours it's a lost it would be a lost cause so gotta get flashcards i guess I wonder if they do that. Like, how do they, or do they have a, do they, they have like a secret earpiece where they know, like on night one, the rose ceremony, how would they even remember everyone's name? Like there's well, no the, way. And the craziest part is that Claire 
theoretically had months to stalk these people on Instagram. That's true. So she had probably looked at this guy's profile and stuff beforehand yeah. and still couldn't Been remember like, his name. not interested. I yes. only want Dale. <laughs> Dale is the only one I want. Uh, okay. Well, I think we've about exhausted the things. I mean, we never exhaust the things to talk about about The Bachelor. But for this episode, we need to move on. That's so, fine. Let's go to love it or hate it. Uh, Hannah, what do you have for us this week? So I have two books that I love. Um, so when I'm off from school, which I am right now, yay, winter break, I read mm-hmm. a lot because I have time. So um, I've read two books over this break so far. The first one, and I try to do like a fun book and a serious nonfiction one. So I'll start with the okay. serious one. It's called... Um, Five Days, The Fiery Reckoning of an American City, and it's by Wes Moore and Erica Green, and they write about the, um, like, the five days right after the Freddie Gray killing in Baltimore, which obviously is my heart because I love Baltimore. That's where I live mm-hmm. and teach. Um, and so it was such a good book. It's told in the it's told in like different people's perspectives. So you hear from a police officer, from a councilman, from the owner of the Orioles, because they had to like cancel some games over those five days of unrest. And like you hear from people in the community and like this other girl whose brother died from police brutality, like a couple years before that, it was just really, I mean, it was so well written and I loved reading it because you know, it has all these places of Baltimore, obviously, and like right a lot of the, I mean, the neighborhood where Freddie Gray is from is like where my school is. So I just loved reading it. And I, mm-hmm. my brother and I are doing like a family book club about it. Ooh. So that was, I definitely recommend that. And very timely, especially with what has been happening all year long mm-hmm. and forever in the United States. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so five days, definitely recommend that. And then for a light fun read, I read The Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayless. And it's about oh. it's yeah, it's not to be confused with the HBO Max show. It is a book and it's um set in this little English town, like forty five minutes outside of London. And this girl goes on um it's like this dating system thing where like you go on 12 dates the month of december and they're like cute christmas themed like a gingerbread house making thing and like ice skating and hiking in the snow and it's just like this cute fun christmas love story um and it was nice to read by the fire so highly were any of the dates stripped dodgeball None of the dates were stripped dodgeball, unfortunately. But I was like, this is a fun idea. And if this program was a real thing, sign me up. 12 dates of Christmas. Honestly, you should get in contact with the Bachelor people about this. Because this feels like a holiday special that they could definitely work with. Because usually we don't have anything during this time. We only had it because of COVID. I'm telling I you, think get you're on, on it. To something. Write a letter to Chris Harrison, uh, and that well, will skyrocket my blog to the stratosphere. <laughs> if and I maybe create you, a show, and maybe you could be like, um, can I be the lead of this as well? Also, oh Thank yes, you. I like how you're thinking. Okay. Um. Well, bo- 
both of those sound really good and it's nice to have a variety because yeah. like currently I'm reading the Obama memoir which is uh-huh. very good but also very long and straight nonfiction. so then I'm also reading like a you know like a, a fiction sort of like fun beach reedy kind of thing at the same time and it's and it's nice to be able to go back and forth between yeah, those two exactly. depending on the mood you're in mm-hmm. what are you loving or hating so my love it for this week is the new Netflix movie, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh my gosh, that's on my list to watch. Uh, it is very good. So it's it's Chadwick Boseman's last movie that he made mm-hmm. before he passed away. Um, and Viola Davis is also in it. It's based on a play by August Wilson, who is the playwright who oh. wrote Fences. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie a couple of years ago, but Denzel Washington loves August Wilson, and August Wilson has a sequence of ten plays called the Century Series that are all set in Pittsburgh, but they're and they're not really connected to each other but there's one for Mm -hmm. each decade so like fences i think is the 1950s play and ma rainey's is like the 1920s play but denzel washington made a deal with netflix that he's going to produce all 10 so so now two have been and there's like eight more that are going to happen but it's i watched it with my aunt and i think my aunt wasn't very into it because it's very much like a stage play that they've then made into a movie so it's like yeah. very talky not a ton of action set in like very tight spaces but the acting is incredible and viola davis is this um like aging jazz singer who is brought in to create a recording album um and she's black and the people who are running the studio are white and she knows that like they are sort of looking down on her, but also that they need her because she's the voice. And so she has leverage in this situation, even though she doesn't normally have leverage. And so she's sort of like trying to use this to the best of her advantage. And then Chadwick Boseman is a trumpet player who's sort of in her ensemble who is trying to who's just starting his career and is sort of on the come up and is trying to hopefully get to the same level of, you know, like power and talent that Ma Rainey is at. And it's just such a good story and the writing is so good and the acting is incredible. And I think Chadwick Boseman is probably going to win best actor for this just because, you know, it's the, the acting is amazing and the story is really good. Um, so I don't know. I just I just really really loved it, and I think it's going to be a big Oscar play this year. And it's on Netflix, and it's only ninety minutes long. So it's like if you're looking for something that's maybe like a little bit more serious, a little bit more thought provoking, mm-hmm. you know, if after you're done watching The Mandalorian and Wonder Woman and whatever else, like <laughs> this is a this is a nice thing to watch. I think. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm so excited to watch that. One of my friends uh, worked on that movie she did uh, make up for the extras so oh my gosh i'm excited hannah you know so many celebrities oh, you're so yeah. well connected <laughs> somebody has to get the 12 dates of christmas up and running you we have gotta to do it yes that's the takeaway from this show it's gotta happen all right this time next year tune in We'll have you on about your own show and it'll be so exciting. Or we'll be I'll be desperately emailing you saying, Please come on PS Young, please come on PS Young. He'll be like, Oh my who gosh. Are you? I don't I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember who this person is. No, I will always come back. Uh, you're too kind. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, do you wanna plug your blog and oh, you know, yes. other things going on? 
Yeah, so um, you can check out the Bachelor blog. It's called Here for the Right Riesling. Um, we do episode recaps, and every week we also do a top shelf post where we pick out people from Bachelor Nation who deserve a glass of Dom Perignon and mm. who deserves a glass of Andre. So, you know, there's always some winners and losers in Bachelor Nation. And then, um, yeah, we also post and make a lot of memes. So you can follow us on Instagram at Right Riesling. And um, we also have an Etsy shop that is linked on oh. Instagram. Yeah, we sell wine glasses <laughs> that have our little rose brand on them and say, um, here for the right Riesling. And then there, the other one says, will you accept this rosé? So you can purchase those <laughs> for your next Bachelor watching experience. And Oh, my gosh. Enjoy your wine. So, yeah, if you want to check that out. um it's fun and oh we use like i mean my like right uh what are they called oh my gosh pen names so my posts are done by flat tummy tina and then (laughs) um we also just all of our names are inspired from like random products that bachelor nation people push or like bachelor nation jokes so (laughs) check that out um yeah on instagram at right riesling and here for the right com. Oh my gosh. Gotta love product placement. Uh, where's Sugar Bear Hair? Where's FabFit Fun Box? You know, yep, gotta love Yeah, it. we have FabFit Fran, Revolve Rita, Fantasy yes. Sweetie, Nelly oh. Lane, for, you know, Neil Lane. Shout yes. out to the engagement ranks. And then we have mm-hmm. Serena Vanderweinsen. So, oh, yes, a Gossip Girl reference. I know. Oh, Gossip Girl. They're taking it off of Netflix December 31st. Well, I think that there's a new season of it coming out, or like yeah, a they're doing a reboot that I haven't... on HBO Max mm, with like gotta new check characters. That out. So yes, hip new young Gen Z uh, New Yorkers, I guess. Yeah, um, I, it's probably not going to be as great, but I will be watching it. So <laughs> oh yeah, almost the worse the better for some of these shows. Honestly, the, Riverdale's also coming back shortly, which I can't wait for. Um. But thanks for coming on the show again, Hannah. Uh, For the listeners, we'll be back next week talking about the new Wonder Woman movie that just came out. Um, You can follow us on social media at P.S. You're Wrong on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always send me an email at P.S. You're Wrong uh, at gmail.com. And also feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Shelby will be back at some point in the future. <laughs> TBD exactly when that will be because she's just hanging out with the baby. But um, in the meantime, I'll be here with, uh, you know, amazing guests such as Flat Tommy Tina herself. So thanks for listening and we'll be back next Thursday. Bye. Bye.